Welcome to Finding the Lost podcast. Finding the Lost is a true crime podcast that hopes to aid in helping families and friends bring more awareness and a voice to their loved ones' stories. In this week's episode, we are going to take a look at the disappearance of Keisha Jacobs from Richmond, Virginia. 21-year-old Keisha Jacobs went to a friend's house to spend the night. The next day, no one could get in touch with her. Quiche seemed to disappear into thin air. Did she run off with a boyfriend, or was she being held against her will? I'm your host, Candace Chen, and this is Episode 7 of Finding the Lost. Quiche Jacobs. The Sleepover. Even though she looked younger than her age, Quiche Jacobs had just turned 21 years old on August 6, 2016. 21. The magic number that most kids can't wait to reach to be able to party legally, but Quiche wasn't much of a partier. Sure, she had her share of going out to a club with friends or hanging out with her friends, but Quiche mostly stayed home. Quiche grew up playing sports and is very family-oriented. Quiche and her mother Tony and her older brother were very close. She was protective of her family. Quiche was funny and always had a smile on her face. She loved to watch horror movies with her mom and pretend they were in theaters. Quiche is described as a good-hearted and caring person. And loyal. Loyal to a fault, as her mother says. Loyal to people who didn't deserve it sometimes. On September 26, 2016, Quiche told her mom that she was going to spend the night at a friend's house and that she would be home the next day. Quiche's mom, Tony, told her daughter okay, but to make sure she keeps her phone charged, just in case she needs to get a hold of her, she can and to let her know when she got there safe and that she loved her. Around 11 p.m., Quiche texted her mom, saying that she made it safe and that she'll see her tomorrow. That was the last time Tony Jacobs talked to her daughter. The next day, September 27th, when Tony didn't hear from her daughter, she called her cell phone. But Quiche didn't answer. Quiche's brother reassured their mom that maybe she just decided to stay out a little later and that Quiche will call when she wakes up. Tony agreed, but as the day went on and Tony continued to try to reach Quiche and not getting an answer, she grew worried. This is not like Quiche. Quiche and Tony talked all day long, every day even if it was just a quick texting back and forth it was something and tony wasn't getting any answer from her daughter 
At around 5 p.m. when Tony got off work and still hadn't heard from Quiche, Tony called Quiche's friends asking them if they had heard from or seen Quiche. They said no, but told Tony they would call around and check and will let Tony know if they find out anything. In the meanwhile, Tony messages Quiche on Facebook Messenger, but Quiche hasn't been on Facebook. Quiche hasn't been on any of her social media, which is also not like her. Later that night, early morning, Tony couldn't sleep, so around 1 or 2 a.m., she went knocking on the doors of Quiche's friends that she could possibly be at, but no one had seen her. So Tony went down to the police station in Richmond and reported her daughter missing in the early hours of the morning of September 28, 2016. To her surprise, she felt like she had to plead her case that her daughter was missing in order for the officer to take the report. He asked Tony how old her daughter was, and Tony answered, she's 21. The officer then responds with, Well, how do you know that she hasn't just run off and doesn't want to be bothered? What? How do you ask a person this? Tony knows her daughter. She knows her daughter's mannerisms. She knows what's in and out of character of Quiche. Now, I get it. People do run off and don't want to be found. But how about you look at the circumstances of her situation before coming to judgment? Before telling a missing person's loved one that they don't want to be bothered? The officer finally ends up taking the info down and tells Tony that someone will be in contact with her. At around 6.30 p.m. Wednesday, Tony and her son were sitting on the couch and some of Quiche's friends come over. They told Tony that they had dropped Quiche off at a house on Broad Street near the Chimborazo Park. Understandably, Tony was upset. She asked why hadn't they told her this from the start when she called and asked them if they had seen or talked to Quiche. They told Tony that they went back over to the house and a guy came out and said no, that he hasn't seen Quiche when they questioned him. So knowing this information, Tony makes Quiche's friends take her to that house where she was dropped off. Tony knocked on the door and a man answered. She asked about Quiche and he said that yes, he saw Quiche on Monday around 5 p.m. But Tony tells him that that's impossible because Quiche brought Tony her school books that she had forgotten. So he says, well, maybe 5.30. And Tony said no because Quiche was at home at that time. So then he changed the time again, and this time Quiche's brother stepped up and said no because Quiche was at home. Tony calls the police and tells them that she is at a home where Quiche was last seen and that the guy that lives here is giving her information that is not adding up. A couple of police cars show up, and Tony gives them all the information that she received from Quiche's friends, and they go knock on the door, talk to the guy that lives there, and ask if they could go in and look around. But before they entered the house, a detective arrived and called someone on the phone and then told the officers that he was going to go in and look around, and that this guy, the guy that lives at the house, is working with him on another case. So this detective walks in the house, glances around, looks behind the door, and comes out and tells Tony that there's no signs or evidence of Quiche in the house. 
This is the first interaction with police that Tony has had since she reported Quiche missing. Remember the officer who took the report? How he said that someone will be in touch with Tony? Well, no one contacted Tony. They didn't follow up with her. It's been two whole days. And get this, the detective that showed up and looked around in the house was someone the guy who lived there called. Yep, you heard that right. He was responding to his call, not Tony's missing persons report. The detective told Tony that he would talk to the detective on her case and they will get in contact with her and he gave her his business card. That was it. The Sunday after Quiche went missing, there was a rally held for Quiche. But before Tony could make it to the rally, she got a phone call from the owners of the house where Quiche was last seen. They told her that she could come and look around the house. Of course, Tony and some family members went over to the house. While she was looking around, Tony found a tissue with some blood on it. She then told her family and friends that were there with her to not touch anything. The lady that owned the house then showed Tony an opening to a basement. They told Tony that they were going to call the police and let them know that they could come search the house and that they didn't need a search warrant. They were going to give them full access to the house. According to the homeowners, the police did come out and search the house, but Tony feels like precious time has been lost because it took two whole days for the police to get in contact with her from the day she reported her daughter missing. By this time, the man that lived in the house where Quiche was last seen had picked up his check and skipped town. The police knew that there was foul play in Quiche's case in the first few weeks, but didn't publicly state it. And we learned that the man that was living in the house, and that was the last person to see Quiche, is in jail for holding a woman hostage and severely beating her. Of course, this is unrelated to Quiche's case, though. But that brings up more questions. Like, why didn't they bring in that man for questioning and contact the actual homeowners to get a search warrant to be able to go in and find any evidence that Quiche was in that house right away? Why did it take so long for the police to get in contact with Tony about Quiche going missing? And what did the other detective know about the man living in that house? If the officers that responded first when Tony first showed up at the house had been allowed to go in and search, what would they have found? This case definitely wasn't given the attention it needed from the beginning and wasn't taken seriously because Quiche was an adult. But it's also thought by some that being a person of color, Quiche was viewed differently when it came to publicity and help. That her being a person of color kept the police from seeing the importance of immediate action and not profiling her. She's not just some black girl that ran away to be with a boyfriend. She's not associated with gangs. She's not on drugs. She's a daughter, a sister, a niece, a friend, a person that is loved and cared about by everyone who knows her. Tony reached out to the FBI, crying and begging them to help her find her daughter. 
They told her that they're sorry, but they can't step in unless the local police department contacts them and requests their help. To this day, she has not talked to anyone from the FBI in regards to Quiche's case. Tony later found out that the friend that dropped Quiche off at the house did so only because Quiche told him that she was meeting another friend there. She made a phone call for someone to answer the door, and they did, and she went in, and her friend drove away. But the friend that was supposed to meet Quiche said that she never had plans to meet her there. Tony feels like someone may have set her daughter up somehow to be at that house. The question is who? The police state they know there was a struggle and that the last person to see Quiche, the man that lived in that house, knows more than what he's saying. Where is Quiche? Tony doesn't feel in her heart that Quiche isn't with us anymore. She believes Quiche is still alive out there. Tony has raised a $3,000 reward for any information leading to the whereabouts of Quiche. If anyone has any information, no matter how small or insignificant you think it is, please get in contact with Detective William Thompson with the Richmond, Virginia Police Department at 804-646-3925 or Crime Stoppers tip line at 804 804- Seven eight zero one zero zero zero. Let's bring Quiche home. At the time of her disappearance, Quiche was twenty-one years old. She is between five foot five foot three, and she weighs between one hundred and one hundred and ten pounds. She is an African American female with brown hair and brown eyes. She has tattoos of paw prints on her right thigh, a leaf on her right foot, a flower on her right hand, the name Tony beneath a heart on her left shoulder, and a rose on her left shoulder. Thank you for listening to Finding the Lost podcast. Sources and more information about this case will be listed in the description of this episode. If you like the show and you want to help support the show, make sure to leave a review and subscribe to the show so you can stay up to date on new episodes and so that we can continue to bring awareness to these cases. Another way to help support our show is by subscribing to our Patreon page. There, you'll get access to more episodes that are not part of our regular show and early access to the episodes before they are released. If you have a case that you would like us to cover, you can send us an email at findingthelostpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at findingthelostp and on Instagram at findingthelostpodcast. We also have a Facebook group where you can join in on discussions about the cases we cover. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform you listen on. Until then, stay safe and see you on the next episode.